Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. This is Paul Horsby. Uh, this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We were joined by the uh, hurdler and pharmacist, not a combination you get very often in the world of sport, Tiffany Porter. She was very interesting. She was she? very good and made me realise how little I really do in my existence. My <laughs> feeble existence. <laughs> Danny Kelly uh, spoke about a my sporting life very close to his heart. It was uh, an interesting chat. We hope you enjoy that. And uh, we were also joined... By Mark Donaldson, a Hearts fan who was obviously still picking up the pieces after they were knocked out of the cup by lowly Brora Rangers uh, last night. So we had a chat. We got you involved with some interesting stuff regarding giving the ball back in the park and other places. So here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Max. Hi, good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. Yeah, some excellent news for Cambridge United uh, last night. So, yeah. because you we did didn't, kick a ball. We didn't yeah. kick a ball and mm. Tranmere didn't win and Forest Green didn't win and it all just worked out for us. But I saw this tweet from Playmaker Stats and I don't know if this was before kick-off in the games yesterday or not, but mathematically safe from relegation this season in the top four divisions... Manchester City, Manchester United, Leicester and Chelsea, Watford, Norwich, Peterborough, Hull, Cheltenham and Cambridge. So Spurs still in danger. Mathematically, it they could be... They, they could, could go. It's interesting, just so few teams actually mathematically uh, are safe. Wow. So we're celebrating survival, which is, uh, which is marvellous. Yeah, OK. I mean, I don't think I'll be having... He's not been going particularly well at Tottenham, but no. I, I, don't, I, I don't see us but, going down. But, ma- of course, mathematically, until it's mathematically <laughs> yeah. possible. You don't, you don't count any chickens, <laughs> No, no, absolutely not. Now, I've had a very enlightening 15 minutes in your company, Max. Yes. We, we know, we've been working together for a while now. Yeah. We, I, we don't know each other that well, do we? Really? No, but, no, but we, you know, we're slowly getting to know Yeah, I think we are. It's a wonderful uh, thing to uh, make a new friend at this stage of life. It's it's, it is lovely. It's nice. it, it is a lovely thing. Yeah. Um, our colleague uh, Ale Oladipo, it's his birthday, and he brought in tomorrow, I think, and he brought in some cakes for yeah. the team, which is a lovely touch. Mm. And of course, many happy returns. But um, it was there quite was a the philosophical conundrum, wasn't it? Well, no, not really. There oh. was a selection of large and small cupcakes yeah. that he, he, he said, put on a table and said, "Fill your boots, guys. It's my birthday." Mm-hmm. Very nice of him. Now, I, I just I just had a sandwich uh, pre-show, mm-hmm. and I thought oh, a little one will do me. 
I'll have that later on. That's very kind of me. Yes. So I, I, I took one of the you very small. small what I mean, it's yeah. almost like a, a single yeah. bite situation, yeah. as Glenn would You're call. almost giving back by taking a small yeah. one. And you? you went in for the biggie. I went in. You went in for the biggie, yeah. and then because you then you volunteered seconds later. Well, I did a ten k this morning. Yeah, I said, absolutely. "You haven't got justified to justify it to me, mate. <laughs> if you want a big cake, you have one." Humble brag. Yeah. So, <laughs> so then, through a mixture of um, guilt and massively overthinking it, he derived absolutely no joy at all. <laughs> <laughs> from eating this cupcake. It was the most joyless eating of a cupcake no, 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 you've ever seen in your life. I did enjoy it. I felt it was over-iced. You were saying to me, do you think I've worked that off then? 10K compared with the calories <laughs> in this? Oh, too many carbs? You sound thin, a bit lethargic now. Well, it was quite a big old cake. It and was. I was just feeling, a b- feeling like I'm going to start delivering at around two. But if you, you're, well, good, at, you're well. good at running things quite often. <laughs> quite well, often you- Andy doesn't chip in that much, you know, just a few throat clears. I'll just do that for an hour. You know, and then, yeah. and then if you could just carry things, he'll have you tomorrow. For <laughs> yes, that. I know he'll he will. The... I know. So it's great to know that you're basically phoning it in for the first hour Absolutely, because because you've be... got quite heavy cake inside it's, you. It's good to be honest, isn't it? The thing was, I took the large cake because I yeah. thought I'll save that till three because we like. You know, I, but then you kept looking at it like there's no way that I've, that's going to that's going now. It was like Father Dougal and the big red button. That's Do going not press now. this button. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I learned a lot about you, Max. You, you suck the joy out of your cake. <laughs> Marvellous. <laughs> have you seen how uh, the Spanish press have covered Gareth Bale possibly returning to... They've uh, not said, oh, no, have they? Yeah, the, 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 uh, Sid Lowe tweeted this. I think it's the the, uh, the back page of Ass, but it, mm. I'm not sure which one it is, but it just says, Bale threatens to return... <laughs> There you go. Great, isn't That's it? the verb. Oh, look, to be Threaten. honest, what else is he going to say? Is he, gonna say? Yeah. he can't say what I'd like to say at Spurs because there's no deal on the table. There's a bit of ego in that, isn't there? Because if they then don't want him, you knew he wanted to stay. That's that's the deal. I'm sure his agent would say the same thing. All there is at the moment is a year on loan, and then it's kind of up to them. It's quite telling that he said when things aren't going well at club level, it's quite nice to get into the international camp. I don't think he quite meant it like that, but so he would regard what's happened so far at Tottenham as not going very well for Andy, him. Andy has Andy has messaged me already. And what did he say? He's called me a cheeky sod. Oh, okay. So, it could have been worse. And rightly so. Could have been yeah, worse the day so. after an England do, defeat do in know, the cricket. Do you know what Gareth Bale was actually thinking? He was thinking. We're not mathematically safe, so I don't <laughs> want to say we're Spurs. I don't want to be that's playing in the was, championship that's next what season. He was thinking. Yeah, that's uh, those moments when you thought you were mathematically safe. We are, we'd like to hear from you. I kind of we were chatting about this before the show, but um, those moments when you're in the park. Um, I mean, in the old Talk Sports studios, there was a couple of cages, uh, five-a-side uh, pitches with big high fences, obviously. And often you'd come in, the, the local school would use it, and you'd come in, the kids would say, "Here, mate." And then you've got that moment, haven't you? You're not you're not stripped for action. The fence is quite high. The ball's in the road. You feel a bit of pressure. You yeah. normally drop kick it. Most of the time you get it in there. Sometimes you overcompensate, stick it into the extra pitch, and you, the ridicule of all these kids. Not quite enough when it's when you think. Yeah. you know, it's sort of it's like Sergey Bubka at six meters twenty. Yeah. You just can't quite do it. Can and it? having just... a second tilt, I mean, it's not that high a fence. Having a second tilt at it, and you get that in the park. Then you might be with your, your kids or your other half in the park, and then the ball runs to you. You're watching a game on one of the pitches, Hackney Marshes or the, the regional equivalents, and the ball runs to you. And you and got they the go, right footwear. You're not wearing. Your Puma Kings. Oh, mate! Yeah. That cry, isn't it? Yeah. And then you've got to turn around, you've got to keep, keep me head over it. I want to make it. You've got a slippery shoe, you don't want to go over. Do you try a couple of keepy ups? <laughs> do you do that one, or do, do you just yeah. hit it on the outside of your right foot so it bends, or you just curl it into their hands? Um, um, Lee says, I've kicked it back 
I kicked it back to a school with the old style spiked fencing and the ball popped on its way over. I don't know if it sat on the spike like the Tower of London, but yeah, I felt very guilty. It ruined the entire lunch hour for those kids. Um, oh, that is harsh, isn't I it? Had, I had the school that we were talking about in the old studios, um, they had a roof and the guys would play football up on the roof. And once I saw the ball come down and bounce very high, because it was a long way up, and they go, Oi, mate! I'm thinking, come on, got to drop kick it onto the roof of the school. I, 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 think, I think I gave it one try and said, no, you're on your own, lad. Someone's going to have to come I down. I think if you drop kick, it's a sign you've admitted defeat there. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, what I had you've no done. Choice. I, you know, I couldn't have got that off the ground. I, I, a kicking tee I might a, have done. Were you in a smart shoe? From distance. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Do you reckon there's anyone listening who thinks, I'm going for a walk in the park, I'll put on my Astros? Just, just in, in case, case it comes to me. Exactly. Something yeah. that will take us, yeah, takes a stud. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. These people that achieve more than us, Paul. Really? Well, this Here's is someone who's That's a massively out. long list. <laughs> yeah. 899. Yeah, yeah. We'd be here all day just reading <laughs> names off of a screen. Anyway, you've got some good stories coming into us. Maybe we yeah, just should really squeeze good. this one in. Michael says, I had one of those ER mate moments in the park. I was walking home and spotted a dad and a toddler son playing football when the ball came rolling towards me. Excuse me, mate. I heard. I focused, smashed a 25-yard pass with the laces back to them. You can imagine my horror when the ball smashed against the bar and flew straight into the toddler. I don't think I've apologised more. But at the same time, I was thinking, what a shot. <laughs> so what's the dad and the toddler playing in a full-size goal? I guess we need to get them yeah. on smaller pitches. Oh, yeah. It's no, a problem the dad, with you know, the, the toddler. Team. You can lob your dad on it in a full-size goal. That's marvellous. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Well, Hawksby and Max Rushton here on Talk Sport. Now, a couple of weeks back in the uh, European Indoor Athletics, there was a, a notable race in the 60-metre hurdles because we had uh, two sisters winning medals, uh, bronze and silver, in the, in the hurdles. Um, and um, one of the sisters, Tiffany Porter, was wearing a mask. Mm. There was a little bit of publicity about that in the build-up uh, to the race. And um, the benefits of otherwise wearing a mask, she should know because she's also a pharmacist, uh, still sort of active in the States. And she joins us now. Tiffany, good afternoon. Hi, good afternoon. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us. It was, uh, I wonder any of your fellow athletes, knowing uh, of, of your, your other life and your other career, saw you in the mask and thought, well, you know, maybe I should be doing that because Tiffany knows because she's a pharmacist. Not sure. And to be honest with you, I'm not, that wasn't really my focus to influence anybody's decision or their approach uh, to this pandemic. It's just more so an opportunity for just makes me more comfortable when I have that extra level of protection. That's all that it was. Um, and is it presumably then, I mean, you won a medal, so it doesn't, it doesn't, my, my sort of feeling is, you know, I don't know how much you have to breathe in that event, but like a mask might slow you down in some stupid way but it doesn't have any impact on you on your running no i don't think it has any impact at all and to be honest with you i train daily in a mask in order for me to use the indoor track and the outdoor track that we train on here in michigan um since it's attached to the university we have to abide by their regulations so I do train daily in a mask for all of my sessions, and I also have to get weekly COVID tests. Mm. And then when I'm working in the pharmacy, I obviously have to wear my mask as well. So it's just become my new normal, and it doesn't impact my running at all. Interesting. You're administering the vaccines. You've had the vaccine as well, uh, Tiffany, but you're, yeah, you're, you're I, still... Yeah. I, 
I am fully vaccinated. That is correct. Uh, my company has been administering the vaccines to long-term care facilities, also known as like nursing homes. Mm -hmm. uh, we have not rolled them out at the store level at my specific store yet. So I have not been administering the COVID vaccine, okay. but we do do a plethora of other vaccines. So like flu, Tdap, hepatitis, all, all different sorts. And, and you said yourself, like wearing a mask is, it has become quite politicized and quite polarized and, you know, is here. And I'm, I'm you know, I know it's in the States as well. Is there any part of you that's wearing it to, as a sign to sort of encourage others to, to wear a mask or not really? Um, no, to be honest, that's definitely not my focus at all. Um, and, you know, if that comes as a secondary, I guess, side effect of me wearing my mask, then that's fine. You know, I obviously stand by it since I'm doing it and I do think it is important. Um, but definitely my desire to wear a mask or, you know, my willingness to do so has is not, you know, because I want to influence anybody else's mm. decision. What was it? Was it did, did it lead to discussion with fellow athletes when you were over at the Euros? To be honest, no. Oh, okay. No, everybody was there focusing on themselves and mm. focusing on the task at hand. There's a lot more important things to focus on in the championships than whether or not um, one of your teammates is wearing a mask. So no, it definitely was not brought up and it wasn't a thing at all, actually. Can I, can I ask her a, a stupid question about the 60-metre hurdles? I mean, how often do you actually breathe during the 60-metre hurdles? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not a stupid question. Um, and I get that question quite a bit, even before this whole uh, pandemic. Mm. Uh, but you definitely do breathe. I don't actually think about it, obviously, since it's kind of involuntary, but I'm definitely not holding my breath for all five hurdles, no. Sure, in no. fact, sometimes when I'm trying to, you know, be really uh, dynamic over the hurdles, I even grunt. So I guess that's an all another indication yeah. that I am, in fact, breathing. Yeah, it's, so it's hard to grunt without breathing. It's true, but but I suppose exactly, interestingly, exactly. So, but it's all instinctive. Like sprinters generally aren't thinking of, that isn't part of your training. So getting your breathing right. No, definitely not. I mean, sometimes when we're doing longer stuff like two fifties or three hundreds. You have a little bit more time to think about it because you're running for 40 seconds uh, versus seven. So um, I do think that might be a different response from a different person in a different event. But definitely in my event, I'm not thinking about uh, my my breathing at all. Yeah. Now in that in that uh, 60 meters in the, in the European, that your sister Cindy Silver, you won bronze, and that was a hell of a dip. Tiffany, I watched the race back this morning and uh, that was a very key dip for you on the line to win you the medal because it was there was not much in it, was there? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, it was a close race for sure. Uh, the difference between me and fourth was a hundredth of a second. Wow. And that's one thing that my coach always talks about, that the race is 60 metres, not 59, not 58 and not 61. So if you want it, you better go out there and execute a good race. And that includes the finish, which includes the dip. So um, I actually made a lot of mistakes during that chance. Um, but I was very pleased that I was able to come away with uh, a medal, despite it not being, I guess, the best execution of the championship for me. But definitely that dip, I think, made a difference. And uh, I will carry that into the outdoor season. Now, you represent Great Britain, but you were brought up in the States and you live in the States, but you have dual nationality, don't you? Your mother's British, dad's Nigerian, but you were brought up in the States. And so you're proud of all your heritage, I've heard you say before. Absolutely, yeah. It's a very big part of my identity and it always has been, for sure. 
And we, I think we can hear your daughter there um, in the back, in the background. You recently had a daughter. Has maybe the delay in in the Olympics been a help from that point of view? Yeah, to be honest, I've been getting that question. I think kind of when I sit down and like reflect on how 2020 was and how 2020 hopefully will pan out, I do think overall it definitely was a benefit having that uh, one year postponement of the Olympic Games and. You know, to be honest, we have, have no choice, obviously. So you better do what you need to do to uh, capitalize on that extra year. And uh, so far, it has been proving to be helpful for me because I do feel significantly better than I did at this time last year. Mm. And, and what are your ambitions then for this summer? Um, well, to obviously qualify for the Games. And I, I, we, we've been training really hard. It's been going well. And I don't know very many athletes who train to lose. So <laughs> this year won't be any different. I'm just going to make sure that I'm controlling what I can control. So that's diet, recovery, um, you know, my technique. My coach has been harping on, on that quite a bit. We're trying to make some technical changes um, nowadays. So I think just doing what I can do. So I know that in August, when the time comes, that I'm uh, poised and ready to to be at my best. Yeah. So that's kind of how I approach it. And I have confidence that if I do that, it can be a really good outcome. And in the meantime, you're, you're, you're say, the front line in, in, in the pharmacy. Do you, you kind of work in, in, one, in the store that you have? Yeah, yeah. So I work in the retail setting. So it'd be similar to kind of like a, a boots or yeah, super drug sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I work part time. So I, I don't go in every day. Obviously, that would be a little bit difficult with being a full time athlete. But I average about two to three days in the pharmacy. Uh, those are very long days. So my hours are nine to seven. And prior to going to work, I do go train at the track. So they make for exceptionally exceptionally long days wow. on those days that I have to go into the pharmacy. But yeah, I am I'm kind of on the front lines and doing what I can to help during this pandemic. I just feel incredibly lazy. Yeah, you, you are. With this, that, 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 yeah, that cupcake you had earlier Absolutely. on is catching up with you, isn't it? It's, it's made you Thank you, Tiffany. Good Thanks, to talk Tiffany. to you. We wish you well for the Olympics. Thank you so much. You guys have a great day. Take care. There's uh, Tiffany Porter there, the uh, Team GB hurdler. Yeah, as you say, what a bit of an overachiever. Yeah. <laughs> we have some underachievers. Yeah, that's all, uh, yeah, I'm sure we can find one or two. <laughs> well, we had those lazy people last week who didn't move for three days. <laughs> uh, actually, the, the fine purveyor of those, uh, the, the cakes that made uh, Max so guilty, mm. uh, colleague Ali, Ali Oladipo, he's over on... Talk sports too a little bit later on. 4pm today, one year on from the 2020 Olympics and Paralympics in Tokyo being cancelled. Adi hosts a special programme examining the impact on the nation of Japan and the athletes uh, who've trained for four years for these games. And that's over on TalkSport 2 at 4. And it's interesting, we've spoken to different athletes, different people, Laura Kenny and Adam Jamelian. They all have a different take on it. Laura had injured herself, so it did her a massive favour. There'll be other athletes who are kind of really geared up for it all being last year. And now that extra year is not going to do them any favours. my last row ever. And then suddenly yeah, have to exactly. row for another year. <laughs> what a, exactly What it. a bind you that is. You probably worked it all out. Uh, anyway. Dave Bowles-Edwards says, I witnessed uh, a return throw that went over the kids' heads, into the street, under a bus that just started moving. Boom, no more ball. Grade six to eight are traumatic enough without that happening. Uh, Michael from uh, Newcastle says, uh, I'm a postman and came back to work early after a broken metatarsal on my right foot. Whilst on delivery, I noticed a couple of kids playing footy in the street and inevitably the ball came to me on my right foot 
pass back went the cry. So I did with my uncultured, clumsy, royal mouse shoe wearing left foot and watched in horror as it sailed over the ten foot fence of the closed nursery. So it's, <laughs> there we are, Michael. This is where but, the campaign begins to uh, clad postman in football boots. That's it. This is this is the day. This is the day <laughs> kicks the off. moment. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Now, the uh, My Sporting Life archive is available to listen to on the TalkSport app. Long-form interviews uh, with uh, Danny Kelly with Sports Great and Good. And we've been playing some highlights uh, in recent weeks to give you a flavour of the ones that you could go and listen to by downloading the TalkSport app. Um, I imagine the, ne- the one we're going to discuss today was quite a difficult one for Danny to uh, do as a Tottenham fan. It was Sol Campbell. Good afternoon, Danny. Hello, chaps. How are you doing? All right. Good. Yeah, good thanks, mate. Yes, yes. So, I mean, Paul, it... you don't you don't exaggerate. I don't think um, I don't think I've ever done a more difficult interview. Um, for, I mean, two several reasons. Very quickly, one, um, and you know, you don't. I don't want to break confidences. Sol, you spent I spent hours with him doing this interview to get it right, um, and you come away thinking I don't know any more about you. Perfectly open, answer the questions. Don't know him any more than than I than I did before I started this. Whereas often you come away from these interviews thinking, "Wow, I really got into something. I really got into him or her there." Mm. Um, secondly, of course, you know I just read his book, which means his opinion was fresh in my mind. But thirdly, and this is the maddest thing: this is this is nothing to do with um, the individuals involved. It's the fact that, of course. I was intimately involved with Sol Campbell. I adored him as a player. Then I hated what he did, and I was still dealing with that. Mm. But he, of course, to me, I'm just an, to him, I'm just another face, somebody with a microphone in front of them. So there was an imbalance of of commitment to the interview. You know, <laughs> <laughs> did you not at any point say, "Look, Sol, here we are"? But I must tell you, I'm a Tottenham fan, <clears throat> and I was oh, massively oh, upset at what oh, I regarded you, then as your treachery. Paul, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, um, when it happened, I was friends with Sky Andrew, his mm, agent. Yeah. And Sky came to me after about months and months and months of people abusing Sol um, on terraces, uh, in the press, on phone-ins, and indeed um, in person, <laughs> and said to me, look, I was doing something else with Sky. Um, and uh, he said to me, and we sat down and we were ha- having a half a lager, and uh, he said to me, look, can I convey something to Sol just because it's in such a difficult place with this um you know rational people um understand what he did and I remember saying to him and forgive me I may have said this before on air I don't think I have I said to him he said no you can convey the uh, the convey the message that I and others will never forgive him for what he did and when I'm an old man um (laughs) on a hillside in Ireland (laughs) resting a glass of something red and pleasant on my chest I will still not have forgiven him (laughs) tell him that and tell him verbatim and have you forgiven so, him? Uh, no. Okay. No. Um, I, ha- I have. I have uh, stopped believing it was a war crime, mm. um, and I understand more what what he what he wanted to do. Um, he could have gone to Barcelona. Max, you know me. You've yes. known me a long, long time. Yes, I have. I have, I've only been struck for for words twice in my entire mm. life. One was something personal. I don't need to go into that. The second time, I was I had founded Football Three Six Five. I was working there, and. My secretary had been delegated by the rest of the staff to come in and tell me that he had joined Arsenal. <laughs> they were so worried about someone's got to break this to Danny. And yeah. I remember my mouth physically opening and closing and nothing coming out. <laughs> like a fish. Well, we got, I was on air, Danny. We got the rumours all morning of this was likely to happen. And our producer, Joe, uh, came in and he said, yeah. 
It's happening, mate. There's the press conference. It's coming up in half an hour. He's going. And I had to go straight on You didn't believe either, did you? No, I was, uh, I was absolutely gobsmacked. Actually, let's hear from uh, yeah. Sol Campbell himself talking about that decision to, to leave Spurs uh, for Arsenal. There just wasn't any stability there. The progression of, of the team wasn't going in, in the direction I wanted it to go. I was a very ambitious guy, young lad, um, and and all I was thinking is is I want I want to win. Um, yes, Tottenham is a is a big club, um, but a lot of the structure which should be there wasn't there when I was around, and it was always maybe not pushing the boat out if you needed to uh, to buy a certain certain player or maybe the wage or whatever. They weren't really you know busting busting the gut. Yes, they paid money, but some guys you know. You, might have missed out because of of the wage wise, um, and they had the structure, and that was it. You signed for Arsenal. Was that picture of you and uh, Arsene Wenger shaking hands? Could you have imagined this storm that broke over that transfer and the ongoing ramifications of it? No, no. Did it even occur to you that it was going to be a problem? It occurred to me that it was going to be a, a problem, but not on that level. It's interesting, isn't it? It kind of tells us that you know, as fans, we're invested in the mm. club in a way that. A player never will be. You can be the captain of a club. You can be at the club from the age of eight, ten, whatever he was when he went there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you make a cold, hard professional decision because I suppose the clue's in the name professional footballer, isn't it? Uh, yes, and he could have gone to Barcelona. Yeah, yeah well, exactly. That was yeah, the thing. That's the end of that. But, but he's leaving the club. You don't have to move <laughs> out. You say, I don't have to move house. I can double my money and go somewhere better. I, 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 it is, you're right. Football is different for players as it is for fans. It is. It is just it different. Is. And it's very hard for Although, us as fans uh, I, to accept it. And just to, just to say, though, just so people know that I'm not uh, uh, loony about this, <laughs> I actually tell what happened subsequently um, proved to me the wonderment of the world and the, uh, the, uh, the involvement of an active and living God, if you like, because, of course, as he left us, mm. uh, Paul, you'll know what I'm going to say next, yeah. Ledley King, who was been playing in midfield at the time, suddenly started to play at centre-back and within a year... Spurs, Spurs had, had won the league player. and then they won the no, championship. No, they had a better player at the <laughs> yeah, back. It was did, incredible. Did, you're right. I mean, and and of course, I, we all love the Ledley. Even if even if it took bad knees to stop him leaving as well. No, absolutely. Uh, anyway, yeah. let's hear from. I mean, yeah. the abuse was bad, of course. And, yeah. uh, and then Sol talked about seeing his own brother among the Spurs fans. I made sure, you know, with my, all my brothers, I said, no, no. Why do you want to come to the game? No, there's going to be absolute vile things said about me. Don't go. For one reason or another, you know, fortuitously or whatever, or meant to be, I, I've seen him. How did you feel? Almost like a, everything's been sucked out of me, you know, because for me, I couldn't understand why he was still going to Tottenham whilst people were violating my name or who I am and, and it, was that not kind of connecting with him? I found that really strange. I know it's affected your relationship with him. Have you made it up? In parts, yeah, in parts. I, I, you know, in my book, I've said I've forgiven all my you know, my brothers and, and things like that. You know, I've 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 said uh, I've honoured you and I res- and I respect you because the, the the situation they were in and the situation where they were put in and how they grew up in in life and you know I'm I'm totally you know I've, I forgive them in that way because no one's perfect. 
It's interesting stuff. It is. Anthony yeah. says, as an Arsenal fan, I've really enjoyed the last 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, of course, it was a no-brainer for them. It was taking Tottenham's best totally. player. For nothing, they weren't even getting a penny <laughs> for him. I mean, angry it was just, it. No, I, well, I'm a bit like Danny, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not bitter, I'm bittersweet. I just kind of... I, I, but I'm a bit like you, Danny. I, I, I know there are players that would never have done that. Uh, they made Twice. that cold decision fine. And, and he went and won you know, things and, fine. And, and, Look, I, I wish him no harm as a yeah. human being. And I absolutely mean that. But when you hear that it's damaged his relationship yeah. with members of his own family, um, and then later on he talks about his dad as well and their difficult relationship, um, I, I, sometimes you, 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 when you're talking to Sol Campbell, um, you can feel that he sometimes struggles to be comfortable with, with, with people in general. Um, and whether that's because he is, uh, he, you know, he, his own uh, ambitions for himself and for the rest of us are so high, or whether he's just not easily clubbable, I don't know. Um, but I wouldn't. I mean, let's be fair. I, I got a tiny percentage of this after this interview, ironically, because I got bombarded after my sporting life went out first time with Spurs fans saying I hadn't been tough enough with him and really getting stuck into me. Um, I have forgiven all of them because nobody's perfect. <laughs> Good, good to talk to you, Danny. We look Danny. forward to this one, and we'll, oh, we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks a lot. Cheers, man. Be good. Bye. Uh, so, yes, you can hear that uh, full conversation. So the Arsenal fans will enjoy it. The Tottenham fans won't, but Danny will put some of those difficult questions to him. Maybe not as difficult as you would have liked, some of you, but anyway, it's interesting. It's about England. It's about lots of other issues as well, but it's available on the TalkSport app and uh, easy to download, switch between TalkSport. I mean, I'm and still celebrating that too. disallowed goal. I've only just stopped celebrating for that England goal. Yes. <sighs> Against Argentina. Oh. Uh, well, no, it was so oh, unlucky, so wasn't it? Yeah, just oh, everyone's celebrating nothing. You're just it. looking back at the telly and Darren Anderson's clearing it off the line. I mean, what's happened there? <laughs> How is that possible? <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. So you're telling us your stories this afternoon yes. about um, kind of being the innocent bystander and passing uh, a game of football, whether that's in the park or uh, in a five-a-side in a cage or whatever, and being asked to get the ball back yeah, and the pressures that that brings. Well, we're going to pitch it to probably Dave or Quest when... When returning the ball goes wrong, yeah, the show. Right. we could yes. get that away. Um, so this comes from Liam. I'm in year nine. He says the year eleven's ball lands near me. They shout, "Kick it back!" So uh, that's I, real I, pressure. Year yeah. nine to year eleven, isn't it? Exactly. So you could so, make so, so many new friends. Yes, you could. Oh, you're the kid who gave us the ball yeah. back. Yeah, want to be in our gang. Um, so I keep a kick out of my hands, but my shoe comes flying off. Oh. <laughs> Um, and uh, goes over a fence into a neighbouring garden. <laughs> so uh, I looked to right numpty hop into the house to ask for the ball and the shoe back because they'd both gone over there, says Liam, the United fan. Thank you very much for that. Alan says, uh, my brother and his friends were playing football on the closed school playground. The ball went over the fence. They shouted for the bloke walking past to kick it back. He did. It went on the roof of the school. The bloke was Jimmy Bullard. Oh, really? Famous footballers returning the ball. But that's that's series two, isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Kevin says, while walking my baby son in his buggy one day, we went to a park. Kick it back came the shout. So I set myself to play a crossfield ball. I kicked it straight against the only random post in the park straight back into my particulars. Gladly my son doesn't remember. Oh, oh the dear. shame. This is a nice variation. Okay. Jack says, I once walking through the park with my girlfriend at the time, which is probably quite telling, I got the shout to return the ball. So I, I kind of went to clear the ball, but I ended up slide tackling my girlfriend. 
Um, that was the end of the relationship. Well, he's two foot in his you really want the ball, sometimes you have to, you know, you need to do that sometimes. You can't, you know, well, you, know, you can't take the, the, the girl as well as the ball. You know, that's no defence, really. Uh, Kev says, year 11, I hit an absolute rasper past a mate at school, which beelined off the field straight into a crowd of kids. A few on the fringes of the crowd swerved it last minute, Matrix style. Yeah. It briefly disappeared and then shot vertically up into the air like a rocket. The crowd parted and a girl was laid out cold on the concrete playground. I let a mate go and get the ball while I skulked off and the music teacher ran over to bring her round with the smelling salts. Nice, very good. Would you like a quiz? Paul? Yeah, all right. Okay, that's a round, round one of one. Okay. Uh, which is, I'll read you the story from the Daily Star, hmm. and you can tell me what uh, headline they used with reference to a famous piece of sporting commentary. Okay. okay. This harrier hawk bites off more than it can chew when it swoops down on a short eat eared owl's prey and finds itself facing off with the bird. Kathy Wade captured the moment in Skagit County, Washington when the pair went to battle over a vole. Harrier hawk versus an owl and the owl won. What was the headline? Uh, I don't know. I was just trying to work that out. I thought it was going to be a dog and I was going to go, they think it's all Rover. But oh, uh, I, okay, had, well, so I, I talked myself into that. Well, so. I'll give you half a point. Think it's owl over? It is now. Oh, okay. So there you right, are. Well enough. done. That's then, the end of the... Thanks for playing. Did you oh, have a good time? That was it. Yeah, That's I did. Can I come back next you week? You won a speedboat. Yeah, brilliant. Um, yeah, I... I, I that's, that's very good. That's very good. That, that, that may have legs. That, save it for the weekend, is uh, okay, what I would fine. say. I oh, know, that's okay. I've got no further <laughs> questions for that quiz. If um, I don't know how well you and Mrs. Hawks be getting on currently, Paul, but uh, what would, if you were to uh, part, what would be the item? <laughs> this is all getting a bit dark, isn't it? <laughs> what, what's the item you'd most like to take with you from the house? I'll, I'll, uh, I don't, there'll be there'll be a fight over the dog. There'd be a tug of really? love over the dog. Ah, well, yeah. Uh, apparently, eighteen percent of people said the couch is the item they would want most in a breakup. Really? Yeah. There we are. It was a sofa firm that came up with that. <laughs> by the way, oh, what a so surprise! You know. we well, and, and just thinking, uh, we're just hearing there from Fletch about Set Blatter and Jerome Valka. They, they've got another six years or so on their band. Mm, yeah. So by the time he's free to come back, uh, Sep. He'll be about 92. <laughs> so I wonder, remember when um, Roy Hodgson and Ray Lewington weren't at a club? They were still meeting every week at a calf near Fulham. Oh, to talk about tactics. And just, they'd sit there with the salt pots and Roy oh. said, well, you know, you push him up there. And so they'd be doing all, so they'd have, and Ray probably, because he does like a shout, wouldn't he? He'd be in his shorts. <laughs> two teas! <laughs> really? <clears throat> Ray would be really, and they could make two teas last. I wonder what they'd have. Uh, would they start to feel guilty as they went into the sort of second hour, whether Roy would say, I think we should maybe have another tea, uh, Ray. <laughs> No, you're all right. You're all right, Gaffer. They're not. Going to, they're just look. They're not going to say anything. There's a queue well. as well. Yeah, there's a queue outside. There's people they've, hit, saying, they've hit lunchtime now. Yeah, that's right. And you they're think, still moving the pepper pot. But think, I'm just thinking, Valka and Set Blatter. Will they meet in a cafe in Zurich every week, kind of masterminding their return to football governance? They'll meet in a cafe, yeah. deciding who they want to run calf, won't well, they? That's it. To take over from the guy yeah. that Infantino's miraculously all got the in things, charge all of. All the things that. they're imagining they'll do Here to Infantino, <laughs> where where they'll. Him when they get back into power. I say we're going to take over Conmebol. That's yeah. what we'll do. Yeah, that is a great idea. Why, why not ninety two? Maybe they'll come. Maybe by then, you know, yeah. they'll be forgiven, and they'll they'll have, he'll have changed completely. Set by ninety two, he yeah. could be the man that takes us into the next century of yeah. football. Good luck with that. 
uh, I, I, that does seem unlikely. So, anyway, still to come, Matt Dawson uh, will be joining us. You can keep those tales of uh, giving the ball back um, this afternoon. Keep those coming. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text to 81089 and you can tweet to TSH&J. That's T-S-H-A-N-D-J. And uh, yeah, we look forward to getting some more of those. We'll read them out. We've got Tim Vickery joining us a little bit later on. Uh, from uh, South America, we'll talk a bit of hearts and oh, lots more besides. Yes, uh, um, Andy Jacobs lookalike news. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, would you like to hazard a guess as to how much two pairs of glasses given by Gandhi uh, to one of <laughs> <laughs> to one of his friends who had no money have fetched at auction? A pair of Gandhi's glasses. Pair, two pairs of Gandhi's glasses. What's the go? Uh, it's mean, the going rate. That's the sort of thing a cab driver would ask you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you in the cab and he'll say, uh, "Finish, finish for the day, gov." <laughs> Yes, I have actually. Yeah, I've got one for you. Just listening to the radio there. Mac, that Max Rushton. Yeah. Anyway, I'm not sure about him. But anyway, that Max Rushton. He uh, he said, Gandhi's glasses, how much? How much? It's two pairs of glasses. There's four lenses in there. How much are you getting? Um, I, 10 grand a pop. 20 oh. grand for the two pairs. Uh, 55,000 pounds. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of money yeah. to me. Yeah. Just, just some glasses. They don't, they don't give you the power to see the world as Gandhi saw it, does it? It was I basically just... Suit you. you could change from your sort of slightly larger square aspects to the little round yeah. the little round Gandhis. Okay. <laughs> well, all right. Well, um, leave it with me. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. <laughs> Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Max Rushton here on Talk Sport. Tim Vickery, our South American correspondent, will be joining us as always. Uh, I say no qualifiers, they've all been called off because of uh, the virus. Players not being allowed to travel from Europe, but there's still plenty going on over there. We'll be chatting to him. We'll have another Paddy's Challenge for you uh, with uh, Alistair McGowan. And uh, we're going to talk about the possibility of at least one nation boycotting Qatar 2022. It, it could happen. We'll tell you more later. But before that, uh, everything was set up uh, last night for um, Hearts to beat uh, Brewer Rangers. They're in pretty good nick in the league. And looks like they're heading back to uh, the top flight. Uh, Brewer have barely played. I mean, they had a couple of training sessions. Their league has effectively closed down. Had they lost last night in the Cup to Hearts, that would have been their season. But they didn't. They won 2-1. <laughs> no, Even with Hearts getting back into the game at one point at one all. Uh, this is how the players celebrated. I don't know the I don't know the song. Well, but it's, uh, maybe our next guest does. The is harmonies it, are to die for. Is it significant they? or not? Because he's a great sport, is Mark Donaldson, the ESPN presenter and uh, and Hearts fan. Because he has joined us this afternoon to pour over that miserable <laughs> performance. Good afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, Paul. I'm going to channel my inner Chris Kamara and uh, <laughs> and say, why, why am I on? What, what happened, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the manager, uh, Robbie Nielsen, has said this is this is an embarrassment, and uh, it, it is a bit, isn't it? Really, it is. Uh, it's, when people say, "Oh, it's the worst ever," I mean, how, how do you know? Do you remember things that happened? Well, that's what history is all about. And you look back, and there's very few results, if any, that are worse than this for hearts it is embarrassing and to put to put it into context 
Aberdeen appointed a new manager yesterday. An old firm game was at the weekend. Scotland have got a World Cup qualifier tomorrow, and the front page of the newspaper this morning was still Brora beating Hart. <laughs> They're hoping. God, I really hope someone gets a boat stuck in the Suez Canal because that'll, <laughs> that'll deflect things a little bit, won't it? Um, uh, presumably, I mean, how, like, how far down a Brora? You know, what? How, how bad is this, Mark? It's it's awful because it's a non-league side. But let's. I always think, and, and the three of us and, and everyone listening have been involved in in sport, in radio, in journalism, and football for long enough to know now that when something like this happens, it's always all about the team that loses, the big team, as it should be for that. But very little credit is given to Brora Rangers and their Wikipedia entry. Um, said notable people from Brora. Megan Boyd, 1915 to 2001, a fly tire. Reverend Professor William John Cameron, twice moderator of the General Assembly of the Free Church of Scotland. <laughs> and Isabella Gordon Mackay was born near here in the 1770s. The two goal scorers from last night have now been added to that. Um, so I'm trying to deflect tactics here, not to talk about hearts, but we have to because it wasn't good enough. It's the worst night um, for Robbie Nielsen and, and a feel for him but it's not been good for a while even though we're 16 points clear at the top of the, the Scottish Championship having been relegated last season we have done enough this season to get 16 points clear we haven't done any more than that we've just done enough Mm. I mean, to make it worse, Abrora lost in the League Cup to whom? Mark, remind us. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> Hibs, in case you oh, were wondering. Well, Hibs knocked him out. I, I thought whom was like a team in the Highland League. I was like, well, your knowledge is good. It's, it's funny you, know, you should... You, you know, know what? what? Yes. We, I remember going to the Spurs game with you, Spurs Hearts, and Harry Kane's debut, and he yeah. missed the penalty. Jimmy McDonald saved it. Forget we lost the first leg five nil. <laughs> the following year, we played Hibernian in the Scottish Cup final. We won five one. Mm. I just wonder now if I was given the choice, we're going to give you a five-one win over Hibs in this game, but for the rest of time, you're going to be miserable, <laughs> including a defeat to Broader Rangers in 2021. Would we have signed up for it? It's like someone did a deal back in 2012 to ensure a 5-1 win over Hibs and then future misery. <laughs> now, it's, I mean, to put it in perspective, Clyde won last night against a bloke called Keith. Well, a bloke called Clyde Keith. beat a bloke called yeah, Keith. Clyde <laughs> beat Keith. Yeah, I mean, it was good of Keith, good <laughs> Keith to turn up. I mean, imagine it could have been you could have been playing you could have been playing Hamish last night. I mean, that would have been a disaster. Do, do, do you know what? I, I, I'd be concerned if we'd played Keith last night that we would have been taken to extra time, and that would have been after Keith was sent off after thirty-three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, mention, you mentioned you uh, mentioned Scotland. Uh, I mean, from the national yeah. team point of view things are looking quite rosy aren't they qualified for a Euros that you've got good young players coming through I think the future looks pretty bright for for the international side we've got the next big thing as well Southampton fans have seen plenty of them this season and Che Adams mm. with a Scottish grandparent is part of the squad so we're excited about that and just looking forward to it I mean I work at ESPN with the guy who scored the last time Scotland played at a major tournament, Craig Burley, and he mm -hmm. also got sent off in 1998. So it's just nice to go into a tournament knowing that we've got England coming up in the summer and we, we, we've got a chance. It's just, yeah. a, it's just a shame that the German government have decided that the United Kingdom is now no longer on the banned list so that all the Austrian players who play in the German Bundesliga who weren't part of the original squad are now part of the Austrian squad and they've got a top squad that comes to Hamden. But never mind, that's so Scottish, isn't it? <laughs> Do you, I mean, a bit of talk about should you play a three so you can fit Tierney and yeah. Robertson mm -hmm. both in the team. I just wonder, can, can one of them just play a bit higher up? 
can you can you play a four <sighs> and one of them be a winger? Tierney I can't. Could, Tierney, I mean, could, imagine that. Could, them them just sort of yeah. swapping, getting up and down that. They'd be marvellous, wouldn't they? I think it's kind of been tried, but it doesn't really work. I mean, you've seen Tierney play as a left centre-back for Arsenal. You've seen him play as a left wing-back. I mean, I think he'll probably play at centre-back. We've got an issue at right-back. That might be an option. But one of the other reasons is Scott McTominay has been playing in Serbia when we qualified. He played as a centre-back. Yeah. And that's what he's played recently for Scotland, despite being excellent of late for, for Man United. So quite a few team selection choices to make. A good problem back. to have. It is, yeah. Uh, into Miami are in the news today. Kieran Gibbs yep, is, is joining them. Um, and... Um, um, Ryan Shawcross already there, so we were thinking mm-hmm. Max dubbed them the kind of budget Galacticos. It's quite, it's, it's it's an interesting take on it. But I mean, what, what are they making of what David Beckham and the consortium there are building at the moment? With Phil Neville coming in as well. This was something over here in the States that whenever David Beckham got involved and part of his contract with Major League Soccer when he played was he got a reduction in terms because obviously he's struggling a wee bit financially. He got a (laughs) reduction in terms to buy a franchise and that became into Miami and he was hopeful of getting land in downtown Miami. Of course, there's plenty of land available, not. So they're playing in Fort Lauderdale right now and it's been a bit of a saga and then the saga continued. He's going to get big names when you get Messi or Ronaldo. Well, he ended up getting Gonzalo Higuain who right now is, is, is their best player. Yeah. Um, and they've got Phil Neville over here as well, Kieran Gibbs signing on. They've got a Scottish kid, Lewis Morgan, who's who's decent. So, yeah, I mean, budget Galacticos, I wouldn't go, I wouldn't go that far just yet. But they, they need to have some sort of success um, pretty quickly, I would, I would suggest, because it's a difficult campaign for them. Um, but hopefully Gonzalo Higuain and... And Kieran Gibbs, Ryan Shawcross, and and the rest can can do. Well. Of course, they've got Blaise Matuidi as well, who's who's a decent player. So they they'll be there or thereabouts, I would imagine. Um, mm. Just good to see Phil Neville um, having swapped the the, the women, uh, the international team for England. Different challenge for him over here. Yeah, be interesting. Before we let you go, we know you've been working with uh, Paul Mariner, Big Allen's old yeah. teammate, of course, Ipswich England mm-hmm. striker, on his on his um, autobiography. Yeah, yeah, delighted to say that uh, hopefully get it out by the end of the year. We're going to call it Tales of the Ancient Mariner. Um, it's not quite Samuel Taylor Coleridge. Um, but yeah, um, obviously Paul's had uh, one or two health issues mm. of late, so hopefully he can get better soon. And um, yeah, already started that. Spoke to Martin Tyler today about commentating on England at the World Cup in 82 and Big Terry Butcher. It's funny how all the stories seem to come back to alcohol about the players in the 80s. <laughs> well, you, you, hmm. you'll have to come on with Paul and have a chat about the book uh, when Love it's out. We look forward to it. Cheers, Mark. Thanks, Thanks for joining us. Thanks for being Thank a good you, sport boys. about hearts. It couldn't have been easy. <laughs> good man. Thank you. There we are. There's Mark Donaldson there from ESPN. Keith says, are you a witch, Max? Yesterday you suggested hearts could replace Dundee United as the term for pretty rubbish. And then that yeah. night, they lose to Brora, their did. most embarrassing defeat. You did. I you do apologise. Possessed men. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. That's PlushCare.com weightloss weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. You've been telling us those stories this afternoon when you were asked to give the ball back to people when they were playing a game. We've had some uh, interesting ones. Uh, we were playing an 11-a-side Sunday league, says Paul. I had a shot. It went way over the bar and hit the front door of a house. The man came out the house, took the ball, went back inside. <laughs> and never gave it back. End of game. <laughs> Mike says, a mate of mine called Tarek once hit a volley so hard, it went over the fence of the school AstroTurf, headed straight for the traffic, which was at a standstill at the lights outside the school. The ball landed in the back of a truck that must have been filled with sandbags and the ball just died and the truck drove off unknowingly. Game over. Oh dear. That's it. Vinny, the Leicester supporter, said I was driving past the school in my convertible top-down sunny oh, day. Doing all right, Vinny. Drumming on the steering wheel. Favourite tunes. The ball suddenly uh, hit my uh, windscreen on the inside, rebounded, smacked me in the face and settled in the passenger seat. <laughs> I managed to pull over and stop assessing the damage and heard somebody say, well, mister, can we have our ball back? And uh, this is from Jay from Leeds. Bit off-piste, he says, but I once had a signed Euro 96 ball, full Romania team, Hadji, Popescu, etc., Dumitrescu, all those players. Me and my mates didn't realise how valuable it was and played with it in the street until it popped. Massive <laughs> fail. <laughs> and another fine one from Chris. My dad completely stacked it into a puddle, fetching a ball back when I was playing an under-10s game. What made it worse was they were recording the game and somebody sent it off to <laughs> you, Bim Framed. <laughs> Thankfully for my old man, Jeremy Beadle didn't select it. So there we are. There's, oh, thanks, uh, thanks for, for all those, of those yeah. this afternoon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. So there we are. That was this afternoon's show, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. did all of it. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're back, and Andy, uh, Jacobs, and Jeff Peters will join us for oh. another birthday <laughs> spread. There we go. So this is this is your day. I can feel it. It's your day so? tomorrow. Do you yeah. think so? To stop, stop the twelve in a row. To stop the twelve in a row. I don't know. Something <laughs> comes out in you. This killer instinct. This thing that people don't realise about <laughs> Paul Hawksby deep down. He's a cold-blooded killer. Well, we'll see. Uh, listen in if you can. If not, the podcast will be available around five. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.